Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers, and uh, we made it through Andor. We did! Yay! What are we doing next? Because we don't fucking get to break, ever, for any reason. Never! Because Lucasfilm decided, you know what, this year, and the end of this year and the beginning of next year, we're just going to have nonstop Star Wars and nonstop content until you die. So I'm living for it personally. <laughs> um, my schedule and my brain is not living for it. Right. Uh, as as of the day we're recording this episode, they just released the, the Bad Batch episode uh, descriptions and release dates. And our scheduling meeting was a little longer than usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. What are we talking about in the interim? We've we've got some time to fill, Bradley, between uh, the Bad Batch and and Andor. What are what are we doing in the interim? Well, you know, we decided as a Life Day gift to you all slash Life Month gift to you all uh, during the holiday season, since we don't have any Christmas specials, we don't have anything weird like that going on. Let's cover a fun little thing, a little mini series, I guess, called Tales of the Jedi. Yep, Tales of the Jedi dropped right in the middle of Andor, but we didn't cover it because we wanted to give Andor its due. It dropped all at once, all six episodes. I watched it in an afternoon and then promptly <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah, I I do think it was a mistake that they dropped it like that because I felt like I watched it. I watched one a day when it released. I watched one per day as it came out. And so I had a whole week basically to watch it. And I felt like I got a better kind of experience out of that by doing it that way. However, they were so short that I was always feeling like I needed more or wanted more from it. And it was just ugh, like, I totally forgot about each one after they happened. And it was weird. Yeah, I, you know, I've been talking to people. Uh, I mentioned this on the podcast. I mentioned this on our Andor recap, but I've also been talking to people and it's like the, the notion of do we release these things week to week or do we drop them all at once? That is a discussion that's constantly being had. You know, Lucasfilm likes its, its stuff to be sort of in the cultural conversation which I think is why they release things the way that they do. But like they dropped Tales of the Jedi all at once and basically nobody was talking about it like a week, two weeks later. Like the buzz had all gone entirely back over to Andor and it's week to week sort of release format. So I don't know how they could have released it. They really shouldn't have released it in the middle of Andor. That was the first mistake. And they no, really they... shouldn't have dropped it all at once because the type of people that are going to obsessively talk about Star Wars are the type of people that are going to watch it all in a row in a weekend in like an afternoon or like over the course of a weekend and then it's like okay now we need to move on and do more star wars they should have released it now honestly like while we're covering it now like december that's when they should have released it they should have waited yeah, for andor to finish drop it the week that's after it. andor yeah it, that's what they should have done even if they did do it all at once at least we would have the month of december to talk about it slash because right. there's nothing else you know what i mean there's nothing else going on nothing to distract us other than christmas movies and so that's not gonna hey. take us away hey no 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 <laughs> i will not hear this slander on the yearly lifetime christmas movie bradley i will not hear this sl slander on the time-honored 
tradition of sappy bullshit romances with Christmas lights in the background on the cover. This is my favorite, most favorite time of year because everyone acts like a fucking idiot and it's hilarious to watch. So you were saying? Well, I was just saying that this would have worked better as a December release. Uh, uh, I agree. You know, and honestly, let's talk about the format of the show because okay, each this is so each, this is going to be our, our our discussion on the first episode, but we're also doing a little discussion on the the show as a whole, right? Up front. So I want to talk about how it does kind of like two paths, we'll call it. Um, between one is between uh, Ahsoka Tano and kind of her episodes, and then the other path is kind of Count Dooku and his episodes. Um, I don't mind the format of doing like two and two. I actually think it kind of works really well to show kind of like the quote light side and the quote dark side. Um, it was really nice to kind of see that. However, I almost feel like this show should have done like a whole season about one person. And then the next quote unquote season can be about the next person and then the next person and the next person. Because I just felt like there wasn't enough of each one or we needed more episodes of each character i i have a rebuttal to that i think the same thing three and three could have worked i'm about to get a lot of flack for the next six episodes okay uh, because of some of the things i'm i'm about to say uh three and three would have worked if they had picked another character besides ahsoka okay dooku works because we don't know a lot about count dooku if you're watching the animation just strictly the visual media you don't know a lot about if you've read dooku jedi lost you have a lot of additional like context to the character but the three episodes that they showed us were really great like nice 45 minute here is your basically extra long TV episode on the background of this character and you are prepared to view him in Clone Wars in a new light. And not to spoil my opinions of the Ahsoka episodes, but I think part of the issue with those and why they sort of felt kind of almost like we're not quite sure why why they exist is because they they're just fleshing out more of this character that we've already seen so much of and they feel like they're filling in cracks and some of the cracks I really don't think needed to be filled I think that that time and that budget could have been better spent on another character that maybe we had not necessarily ever spent time with such as Dooku you know I I I do hope they get a season two and I do hope they choose to highlight some more Jedi characters you know but I would like to see something on a character like Shock T or Kiati Mundi or Plo Koon or Kit Fisto or somebody like that you know if they do a three episode Tales of the Jedi arc on like Obi-Wan Kenobi or Anakin Skywalker or Luke Skywalker then yeah there's no, not really a point that. to that. And it felt like the same thing with Ahsoka. It's like, we, we've seen a Ahsoka story told on screen. We, we know why she's the way she is. She's the way right. she is because of the Clone Wars and Anakin, what being apprentice to Anakin Skywalker. But yeah, that's, that's my rebuttal is I do think it could have worked three and three, but they picked Ahsoka who I love Ahsoka. I, I really do. But I also feel like Dave Filoni really needs to like kind of set her to the side and focus on some different characters. So you mean like set her to the side and then do a whole entire live action TV show? Yeah, about we're her also the- getting a whole entire <laughs> live action show on her. Which, uh, yeah, it's kind of like which again, why, I right? don't mind. I love Ahsoka, but I think the issue right. specifically with Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. specifically with this premise of we're going to tell untold stories of Jedi doesn't really work with Ahsoka 
because these are not gaps that we needed filled in. And right. one big case, there was a gap that was already filled in that they went back and refilled in. Worse. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in episode. We'll get to that in episode six. That'll be my my controversial statement of we're not going to end this series on a positive episode note. Well, then maybe we should just get right into the first episode. Speaking of an episode that is really good and I did really like, let's talk about episode one. I was going to say, there you go. So episode one is titled Life and Death. Uh, This episode is going to be following Ahsoka Tano as she goes through a rite of passage during her childhood, but she's experiencing unexpected results. Charles, I'm not going to do the one thing you liked and one thing you didn't like like we normally do. What I'm just going to say is, did you like this episode or did you not like this episode? It's it's really that simple. I, 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 that's as good enough of a question as any to kick off the discussion. Yeah, I did really like this episode, Um, you know, but in order to understand sort of why I like this episode so much, I also have to give you context about how I saw the episode because I saw this episode in a slightly different format than most people did. Um, So it's Celebration, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. I am covering it in the process of catching the novel Coronavirus uh, and driving myself absolutely insane trying to do everything I need to do at this convention. And one of the panels that you and I highlighted, you know, that I needed to get into was the Tales of the Jedi panel. And so it was Saturday of the convention. I actually went, I went with my boyfriend you know, so I kind of dragged him to this one. And we went in and we said the way we got into the panel was that they had a different panel that was happening uh, before it. And we just walked into that panel and sat in the main auditorium and just, I don't even remember what the panel was, but we just kind of sat through the back half of it. And so we were already like there, we were seated for Tales of the Jedi. So when they did the the reveal of Tales of the Jedi, they actually showed this episode in full on the big screen at the celebration stage. Wow. It started with Celebration Anaheim. So I got to watch this episode, not on my my TV from across the room, I actually got to watch it in an auditorium. And when I tell you the animation for this episode absolutely blew my fucking mind with how good it was, I am underselling it. This episode felt like somebody took a sledgehammer and just rammed it directly into my eyeballs. I was like, (laughs) how, how can you be so beautiful? And that'll be like an overlying, overarching thing throughout the entire thing is this is a beautiful series. Just the animation's so good. Yeah, it's a lot more advanced. I don't know how to really say that without being like, oh yeah, the water looks realistic. And that's an Avatar joke. Um, But... I jokingly say that because it kind of does do that. They kind of ramped up the budget because they could spend so much time on each episode because they weren't as long. You can tell that they really focused heavily on let's try to make the backgrounds look as detailed as possible. Let's try to make the animals and all things like randomly in the show, every little hair, every little whatever blade of grass, just let's make it as textured as possible and look really good. And it it works. I think it looks really it, good. And I can't imagine giving, seeing it on the big screen. It's giving episode 16 of the first season of Bad Bat or 14. The one where they go to um the one where they go to the War Mantle, the episode War Mantle, where some of the shots of the mountain almost look like photorealistic. Yeah. Like it's that level of animation. Like the animation is is so good. Before I, I get into the, the meat of the episode, Bradley, I gotta kick the question back to you. Did did you like this episode? Yeah. So I I thought it was good. I mean, there wasn't anything about it where I was like, oh my God, this is like the best episode I've ever seen. I thought it was just okay. I thought it was very visually beautiful. And I thought the story was nice and clean and it was really cute, but it didn't wow me. 
And there's a few episodes that I'm like, man, this is this is Star Wars that I want to see right now. And there's other episodes that just didn't wow me. And unfortunately, all the ones that didn't wow me were the Ahsoka episodes. Yeah. And this yeah. was, I think, honestly, I'm trying to think of all of them. This was the best Ahsoka one. Maybe the second best. I don't know. I mean, but to me, this was I, the best one. It's 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 my favorite of the three Ahsoka ones because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the story that it's telling is very like mythical, and it's not really about like Ahsoka as a character it's like more about like her background and like oh it's a special child that you know from a young age you know is displaying this affinity with the force which we know happens throughout the Star Wars universe it it doesn't necessarily make Ahsoka a super special like character but you know I liked that I I liked like exploring where she came from and what her family was like and what her culture was like and maybe how that informed a little bit who she would eventually grow up be but yeah, it was it was easily easily the the most engaging of the three Ahsoka episodes for me. Even though it wasn't really about Ahsoka necessarily, she's right. not really the main character in in the episode. It revolves around her, but she's a baby. She can't really grow too much over the course of this episode as a character yeah and i feel like they they just wanted an excuse to throw us baby ahsoka like they were like hey you have grogu which is baby yoda so let me give you one more baby character that you didn't know you needed and that was baby ahsoka i did need baby ahsoka baby ahsoka (laughs) is adorable i'm surprised they haven't made that so i don't know if you know this but if you ever go down a target aisle you go down the star wars target aisle uh they have these new galactic pal baby toys basically they're not for babies they're like dolls they're like baby dolls but they're all star wars creatures as babies so you have a little ewok baby a chewbacca baby a greedo baby that you can buy for your kids or for yourself because most adults buy toys for themselves but i'm surprised they didn't more than enough time in the lego aisle so well and they put them right next to the baby yodas and it's like and the little grogu's and i thought about it and i was like huh this would be a interesting why haven't they done baby ahsoka as like one of that line like just have her in there like this is a cute little doll for your kids like it would just work i don't know it's one more thing to sell i'm just trying to it's help always one more thing make to sell. star wars money, is always you know? looking for more things to sell right exactly and i'm just trying to help you know they're they're losing a lot of money right now obviously because they're not making a ton of money but uh oh clearly you know just because it's completely <laughs> unprofitable they're not releasing right. anything Nothing. everything they're releasing is totally bombing exactly. merchandise sales are super <laughs> down nobody's at galaxy's edge right uh, which is why uh I swear this is true. You can walk straight on to Rise of the Resistance because everyone hates Star Wars so much and you definitely do not have to specifically reserve the lightning lane hours in advance to be able to ride Rise of the Resistance. And there was not an over 90 minute wait time for Rise of the Resistance uh, every every single time we walked by it the other weekend when I was at Disneyland. That's That's not at all true. I'm on the internet and telling you Star Wars is a bomb uh, with some sort of authority. So you have to believe me. That's how this works. So pivoting back to the episode, I do want to bring the fact that they they brought back they brought back Ashley Eckstein to do the voice. Um, not in this episode particularly, but they just brought her back in general um, yes. to be Ahsoka. Which, She's animated Ahsoka. Right. And I'm glad it, they did that because if they didn't, that's the only thing that people I really have, came back I for. Have some severe problems. 
if if they recast look i'm not super happy that they cast somebody else as ahsoka in live action i understand why they did it there's all sorts of reasons we won't get into that until we get to the ahsoka episode but if or the the ahsoka series if they had recast the voice actress in animation we would have had a problem because Ashley Eckstein just is the voice of Ahsoka Tano at this point. Uh, And she's also like, she's also tied her own personal brand so directly to the character that, yeah, it would have, it would have just been a really bad choice to do this. But yeah, they brought her back. They brought a lot of people back, actually. Uh, We're going to get into some really interesting voice actors over the course of this series who are actually voicing, voicing some of the characters. Uh, Speaking of voice actors, you want to talk about the four voice actors that are in this episode and yes. and one in particular? Yeah, sure. All right. So there's only four voice actors in this episode. Um, they are, I am, I am so sorry. I'm going to do my best with these names, uh, but I've only ever seen them written. I've never heard them say, said out loud. So I'm going to do my best. We've got Tox Olegondoye as Gontica, the voice of Gontica, which is the old lady. Old lady, um, okay. We've got Sunil Malhotra as the voice of Nak-il, so Ahsoka's dad. Okay. And we've got Noshir Dalal as just a random villager's voice. All three of these people are just animation veterans. Uh, I leave through their IMDb pages. And if you can think of an animated show, uh, one of these people has probably been on it. The one that I didn't mention that I want to highlight specifically is Janina Gavankar. Mm -hmm. Janina Gavankar plays Pav T, who is Ahsoka's mom. She is... Also a very prolific voice actress. You may have heard her recently in God of War Ragnarok. She's also been on some TV things. She was recently in The Morning Show. Um, she's got a pretty pretty substantial resume. But the thing that most Star Wars fans know her for is a character that actually just literally showed up in the comics like two weeks ago. Minor spoilers for one panel of a recent comic. She is the voice of Iden Versio in Star Wars Battlefront 2. So that's where most Star Wars fans know her from. She's also the eyeballs of the Mon Cala in um, the Eris episode of The Mandalorian. She's puppeteering the eyeballs. Or the Such nostrils. The nostrils. <laughs> She's puppeteering the nostrils. But nice. we've seen her in Star Wars before. It's only those four hmm, in this okay. episode. And it's a very simple episode. So I there's not really like a lot of need for voice actors, obviously, like other than probably additional villager voices or whatever. But I mean, they didn't really need to go overboard with this. I think having that actress play Ahsoka's mother in this was just like a nice Easter egg of anything. Right. And yeah, so there's one last thing I want to talk about in this episode is the uh, two creatures that show up in this episode. I want to talk about the big cat and then I want to talk about the stupid little panda dogs. Of course you want to talk about the stupid little panda dogs. Okay, let's talk about the cat first because I don't care that much about the cat. I just thought it was, I just wanted to say like, I thought it was cool because it gave me, you know, the vibes of a certain feline-like alien cat that we both love. Oh, the the Nexus. The Nexu, right? It just gave it me did like have Nexu a little bit Nexu crossed with with saber tooth tiger kind of feel right. to it. I really like it. It's just like a big cat. It's just cool. However, I will say now that they've introduced this big cat randomly in this thing, I want to see it show up randomly in the Ahsoka TV series because I want her to be like, oh, I don't remember this because I was a baby, but then there's some reason why I like this cat. 
cat or this cat follows me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to have it in there for no reason. Um, just I that. would like, I would, if, if they reference anything from Tales of the Jedi in the Ahsoka show, I would like to see the space cat in live action. That mm-hmm. would be nice. Yeah. Why not? Right. On the other hand, let's talk about the panda dogs. So, okay. This <laughs> I only call very them that. Important. This is very, yeah, this is very, guys, this is like the most serious thing we've ever talked about. So, are these just loath dogs? Like, they have this similar design to loath cats, but they're not they are, on the Oh. But you know what I mean? What, what's the generic version of a loath cat called? Uh, Tuka cat. Tuka cat. Okay. So, are these Tuka dogs? That is a good question. Uh, that is going to be the thing Charles didn't research. Because I, when I was watching it, I was looking at the animation and I was like, these look like Tuka dogs like if they I'm are gonna, dogs I'm gonna put my my research skills to the test yeah let's let's find I'm out real quick see if I can they looked like it so I figured why not also they were giving Pomeranian vibes because you know the oldest woman in the village had three of them and I was like well of course she has three fucking Pomeranians like I just they that are was funny. just they are just listed as uh, a dog really I can't find specifically any sort of like specific mention of what kind Kind of of dog dog it is. That's so weird because spoiler alert in the next episode, uh, there's a regular dog that looks nothing like a space dog. It looks like a regular dog and these do not look like regular dogs. So well, you you want to know one of my favorite funniest uh, old legends facts, please. So it was actually canonical to legends. Um, it was canonical to the EU that Luke Skywalker owned a dog. Really? This is because in the novelization of A New Hope, it mentions once that Luke thinks about his dog. (laughs) Okay. And so that made it into the book. Well, now I have to, in my mind, my headcanon believed that uh, Aunt Beru had a little uh, Tuca dog on her lap every night when she was watching The Voice with... uh, (laughs) Uncle Owen um, uh, before they went to bed. I love that for her. I, <laughs> I truly love that for her. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts on the, the life and death episode, Bradley? Um, My only last comment is to Pav T. Tano. Why would you take your baby on a hunting trip? That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, they say it in the episode. It's like a cultural thing. I guess. But, you know, I don't know if it's the brightest idea, <laughs> but great. It's so that the plot can happen, Bradley. Like, I, know, this, I know. This is the way it is. So plot can occur. No, my my final thought of the episode is it's definitely my favorite out of the Ahsoka episodes. Um, it was good. Um, you know, I'm going to have everywhere ranging from only moderately positive to just downright negative things to say about the other two Ahsoka episodes. But this one I really liked. This one was really, really good. Uh, the animation was beautiful. It was great to get to meet Ahsoka's parents. It was great to see where she comes from. I thought it was neat. That's that's basically all I can say about it is, yeah, I thought it was neat. I've I've watched it the most out of any of the Ahsoka episodes because I saw it at Celebration, and I definitely don't regret that. Alrighty, well, that's going to be it for today's, but we're going to be back here shortly with the next episode because you can probably tell from the duration we're not putting a lot of time into these Tales of the Jedi episodes. No, they're supposed to be short and fun, and honestly, I think the rule of thumb is if the episode 
episode is not longer than, you know, 15, 13 to 17 minutes, uh, we can't really be talking about it for less or more, <laughs> twice that. It's, it's twice the, the length of the episode is our general right. rule. We try to stick to twice the length of the episode. So if an episode is, you know, 22 minutes, we try to make sure our coverage is 45. Unless we have a guest, then we like to let the guest talk. All right, well, Bradley, go ahead and run the socials and we'll see everybody next time for my favorite episode i think we will decide when i get there but i think next episode's my favorite out of all thank you for listening to gold squadron gaze did charles fuck something up send us a message at gold squadron gaze at gmail.com follow us on twitter at gold squad gaze follow us on instagram and tiktok at gold squadron gaze subscribe to us on youtube at gold squadron gaze where we post the podcast as well as exclusive content please join us next week and every week for more of gold squadron gaze 